Hello, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Very stoked with my guest this week. I'd almost say he's a bit of a celebrity. Um, one, of my, one of my friends, my past guest, Bruce, you guys will know Bruce, one of my best mates, uh, the man who sells straws. But he, he put me on to this guy in his podcast uh, called A Need to Read. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really stoked to speak to Mr. Ed Cunningham. Ed, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for that intro. I'm definitely not a celebrity. I don't know many people that know me outside the four walls of my bedroom at the moment. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Like I, I said, I put that post up saying I want to do some more guest um, episodes. So I, I enjoy it, connecting with new people like this. Um, and yeah, just thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. No, dude, like it's, it's one of those funny things. Like, you know, obviously, especially since April, but like, Every white dude in their twenties is now doing a podcast, aren't they? You know, so. yeah, yes. <laughs> like we need more middle class white men doing shit in the world. <laughs> telling people what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who wants to hear our voices anymore? Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like you're, you know, I mean, your your podcast, the need to read, like you're, you know, you're doing you're doing good you're doing good things you're doing good good mm. things for people. And then you know, I'm I'm also I'm I'm not talking about reading because I'm far too stupid to be doing that, but. Um, I'm trying to talk about what's going on in my brain and what's going on in other people's brains. So I like to think we're both doing good things. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not trashing the latest Star Wars movie or whatever other people do on a podcast. But, um, but yeah, probably so the annoy- annoyingly, probably the more successful podcast. Bastards. Yeah, that, that, is, that is one of the things that, that fucks me off. By the way, you can swear. Um, okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. That is one of, the, one of the frustrating things. Some of these podcasts, I'm like, how are you getting more people listening than, uh, than me? Yeah. Um, so tell me, mate. tell me, you know, like we've never met. We, I've met you ten minutes ago. So tell me a mm. bit, like, um, about yourself, what you do, why, why did you start the podcast? Yeah. Um. So I, I, well, I started the podcast in lockdown, like we said, like every other white middle class chap out there at the moment. Um, I got into reading a couple of years ago. I didn't like it before. You know, when you watch on films, like, like watch Superbad or something, someone's walking around with their books, and then the jock like knocks the books out of the hands oh you dork yeah, I wasn't yeah. that level but I'd say I was like a couple levels below that like anti-reading I, was like, I just didn't get it I was like why would you want to waste your time reading yeah I certainly got into like audible and then slowly transferred over to like reading physical books and I was like oh my god this is insane <laughs> like there's so much information in a book that you can yeah. you can take 300 pages pick out what you want to attach to in that book and you've learned something. And I think like when you leave school, learning's just not something anyone's really into. When you forget, like that's actually when you learn the most is when you've left school because all the bollocks in school is like, Stuff you've never used. I don't think I, yeah, nothing really useful yeah. you learn in school apart from really like how to socialize and like how to fucking kiss girls or kiss boys or whatever <laughs> you want to do. But that's, that's what you learn in school. that's useful. Not the stuff that you're told. Like, do you ever, what did you read in your like English GCSE? Um, I read, uh, well, we, cause I'm from Scotland. They, we did weird things. So we actually got to choose mm. books. Um, oh, yeah. I, when I did like the A-level stuff, we did, we did a couple of really cool books, actually. I did, um, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and, mm. um, which is a, a book about World War One. So All Quiet on the Western Front is from the German perspective. And then there was another mm. one. I really can't remember what it was called, but it was, I think it was, it was a le- far less superior book, um, mm. from the British perspective. And I remember it all along the Western Front was unbelievable. It's only a short book um yeah i mean i and then and then for gcse and stuff i chose the third lord of the rings book um as yeah we, nice Good. as we as we get into this you realize like um i when i was younger especially i was a huge fan of like fiction and all that stuff and mm. I, I still do like the minute i watched the first episode of game of thrones i realized there was books and i read every single book in a year you know i read nice you know so i i was super into that but um but yeah like other than that i remember they you know they gave us another couple of things and i was like yeah See, yeah, when I was when I was in English GCSE, I kind of fancied my English teacher. So nice. all I wanted to do was try and flirt with her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't bother reading the book. I'd just follow along whichever paragraph, you know, when everyone's reading it in the class. Yeah. And then because I was all right at public speaking, that's when I would just like try and like get her attention. And that's the only time I ever liked books until I got back into it. Um and that was through like books like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck that introduced me to like living like a value driven life. And yeah. 
I think like anyone that I know we will touch on this later, but like anyone, when they get depressed, start getting anxious and stuff, that's when it really like highlights what you don't like about yourself and like what you don't like about your life and where you're living potentially like someone else's life. And I, I'd say now I'm more of a product of all the books that I've read and the ideas that I've attached to. Um, yeah. Because you, you know, when people are like, oh, the person you want to be is who you actually are. Like, I'm reading these books about these amazing people, all these amazing ideas. I'm like, why can't I live like that? I'm like, actually, like, I all you have to do is live by these principles and life will slowly start to sort of like form in, in the way that you want it. And not in a way that like, I'm, I'm not here shoving crystals up my ass. Like I'm, I'm not in, not there yet. I'm not going to yeah. rule it off, rule it out. <laughs> but um, like reading books about like spirituality and something, it was something that's completely new for me. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, if we're going to go for a book recommendation for anyone that's going to think about potentially shoving crystals at their arse or getting into spirituality, I'd go for Waking Up um, by Sam Harris. You must have heard Sam Harris on Joe Rogan before. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I've listened to it because Joe Rogan literally has thousands and thousands. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. But I don't um, talk about Sam Harris. It's definitely worth going into. He's, he's a neuroscientist and a philosopher and he's done like hundreds of hours on silent retreats and stuff. It's, it's, very spiritual but a hardcore atheist as well yeah nice like, that i think hardcore that's, quite, atheist. that's quite important for a lot of people isn't it because a lot mm. you know a lot of the time if there is a bit of a religious undertone i think people kind of dismiss it straight away don't they they're like actually I'm yeah not, I, you know this isn't for me and i i'm, I'm yeah. i would be one of those people you know i i used to be one of those right. until i read a book called rebel ideas by matthew syed now matthew syed um i think he's a writer like a sports writer and sports journalist he's done a few children's books uh -huh. but he was also the ping pong world champion <laughs> <laughs> and his book rebel ideas is just about when when let's take intelligence as a whole yeah uh, i suppose people listening to this won't be able to see it but let's take it as a rectangle mm. me and you were our little circle because we've been raised in a similar country with probably similar beliefs of both atheists yeah we're our little circle we only take up the bottom left hand quadrant of that rectangle when the whole intelligence as a whole needs varied ideas from each different part of the rectangle yeah, of course. so if it's just me and you we're almost in like an echo chamber where we're just reinforcing our own beliefs yeah whereas if we got people that like one believes in god one believes in like lord of the rings like from people from all different types of beliefs upbringings backgrounds will be able to get better ideas collectively as a whole than if we were yeah. to just be like just to get rid of the people that believe in god or say oh they don't know what I'm about because they're they're crackpots and i do think there is something that about religion where that is very pragmatic and they're like this is the way god is the way it's nice to have, a, they, nice to have a set of values to kind of live your life by isn't it and i guess that's why it's yeah. so attractive to so many people because mm. I some people love having autonomy over their lives and they love having to being able to make their own choices but i think and people may not admit this but i think some other people do like kind of having someone to go you know not in a weird way but they're like right i want you to do this and you can't do this and you you know you can't yeah do and i think some people like that and people you know gain a lot of value from their life not just from a internal thing but actually externally knowing right this is what i'm going to do today but i can't do this you know take like islam for example they don't eat pork you know things like that yeah they just know that is intrinsic into their life that's something they don't do yeah you know yeah and, it's mad isn't it yeah it's i mean it's it's crazy i mean i've i've lived in i lived in egypt for quite a while um Sick. and yeah yeah and it's like it was mental like we'd be walking past the shop and we're about to go in and stuff and the call to prayer would happen whole shot boom for like 20 minutes so we're like right well we have to we have to there's like no exception you could have whole yeah. of you know pounds in front of them and they're like nah oh doors are closed it's is mad that, isn't it? And it, you know it's just part of part of their life and i think like like what you said as well like I'm, I, I always hate kind of blowing my own trumpet but i have done you know a bit of traveling and stuff like that and i think mm. i've i've learned from that what you've just said potentially you know you got from a couple of these books of originally you know i grew up in the highlands of scotland in a tiny little town until i was 18 and i was in this you know like you said mm. my circle was very small and everyone around me was the same and then yeah. 18, i moved to sydney in australia and i know i, yeah. know, you, I know you spent time in australia as well so mm. you'll know like even though it's still a western culture it's so different isn't it yeah 
mate, mate. most like Aussie blokes and yeah. <laughs> not, not not the best. But you but you see like French, Spanish, Brazilian, yeah, like people from all these different cultures. They make like Bondi and like Sydney, like they make it almost as if it's not even part of Australia. Wow. It's completely different to anywhere you've ever been. Yeah. Um, walk around your budgie smugglers and no one bats an eyelid. You, I've done that here at the beach in Bournemouth. You'd think I've just walked over and pissed on people's like towels. They yeah. look at me really offended just because you can see probably a little bit more of my balls than you could if I was wearing shorts. <laughs> Board shorts, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see a little bit of brain. But no, it's, um, yeah, it's funny. It's weird, isn't it? Because we're so like, you'd think we're so closely linked, but I mean, I've got a couple of really, really close friends who are Australian as well. And like, they've slowly become more and more British over the years because they haven't been back yeah, to good. Australia. But, but now, like, yeah, it, it, it was pretty remarkable how, uh, how different it really was. Um, and yeah. I, same with the other places I've been to as well and stuff. And I think, I think that, is, that is so important for people to do. Um, and potentially, I mean, I don't want to talk about coronavirus that much, but I think that's what people are missing out on at the moment is that ability to experience other cultures and other people. I know that sounds super fucking cliche, but... It's true. Yeah, cliches are the best, anyway. I think yeah. like they're, they're a cliche for a reason because everyone yeah. says them. Yeah. Like everyone, like like you only live once. Take that as a cliche. Like, or well, it is really cliche, but guess what? You literally do. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we know, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't know that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It's it. Yeah. It's it's pretty mad. So I guess. You, you got, I, get, I imagine reading is one of those things where it's a slippery slope where you pick up one book or you maybe listen to an audio book or something and then chat to a mate or someone and they go, oh, well, if you like this, you'll like this. And if you like this, and I guess it's a, you know, yeah, it's a slippery slope and you just end up, you know, going down it's the road. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. It is. It, it really is. Because like, for me, the reason I started the podcast actually is because my mates are fed up of hearing me talk about it. Right. But then when I found someone that liked talking about books, like our relationship just shot up in terms of like the, you, you realize you like more of the same things. It's about like speaking your truth and the people will, will appear as well. But I was just like, I just, I could tell people were fed up of listening to me chat about books, like my mates and my family. So I was like, I'll just chuck it on the internet. Um, I've lost my train of thought there. What was the, what was the original part of that question? Uh, it wasn't really a question. You were just you were just kind of talking about yeah. how, you start, how you started the podcast, and I was I was saying oh. going down the rabbit hole. Yes. Oh, yeah. So like you you pick up one book, like yeah. it introduces you to the idea of like stoicism, and then you're like, okay, well, philosophy as a whole, I want to explore different types. Yeah. And philosophy is great because it's just a line of thought, and you get to kind of chew. It's it's not like religion. There's no you have to do this, you have to do that. You can take bits from any different philosophy yeah. and live by those values or like those virtues, whatever it is. And no one's telling you to be here on a Sunday. No one's telling you not to eat this. Yeah. Like you get to make your own mind up. And I think, like we said about the autonomy, like I, I feel very restricted if there's any rules set in. So for me, something like philosophy is great because I don't have to live by it. No. Um, and just be told, but like, yeah, honestly, it's like the first like decent book is like giving someone a bag of heroin yeah just be like, all right there you go mate get hooked on that <laughs> especially like and i have you know with with people like like we've mentioned joe rogan a couple of times like with his kind of podcast and and that kind of like platform or that kind of person coming to the forefront even even like you know james smith i know you you know your mates with him, someone mm. like him and stuff where there is this kind of there's a lot more emphasis these days on actually kind of looking after yourself and wellness and not necessarily yeah. talking about mental health, but just like putting value in those kind of things. And that's really come to the mainstream. I think that it wasn't before, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think people need to like protect their own energy and they, they it wasn't really something people did before. Whereas like Joe Rogan gets people from so many different walks of life on his podcast and they all kind of say the same thing yeah about just finding what you like and doing that yeah and like before i like before two years ago i had no hobbies whereas now like i skate i do jiu-jitsu i surf like there's so many different things that i do yeah because i've realized that like fun is a core value for me mm. and like fun seems like something like kids want to do like oh i did it because it's fun Fun for me is not like going and getting rat ass pissed. Like fun for me is like going and doing something that's like a little bit scary oh, yeah. and like a skill that I can develop. Yeah. 
and that wasn't who I was before. So I'm kind of addicted to that kind of life as well. And I think the more you get, you the more cliche you come actually, like the more you read, you become more of a cliche from from reading more books, which I, some people say that I've lost the plot now, but I honestly think I've found it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like, I mean, I, I, you know, we, I followed you on Instagram the other day and like, I noticed that you, you know, you do some, do some skating and, and all that stuff. And I've been windsurfing for about 10 years now. And that's become yeah, like, sick. that's become a complete cornerstone of my life. Like up until the last mm. few years, like I basically lived abroad and just windsurfed for eight years. So like, nice. and now even though I'm back in the UK and like, you know, me and my girlfriend, we've got a flat together and we're, you know, we're, we're thinking like, where do we want to kind of lay some roots down? I'm still like, yeah. my, it was actually, this came from a Joe Rogan. Come down to Bournemouth, mate. Yeah, well, loads of windsurfing yeah, down there. Avon, Avon Beach and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it weirdly, came, this came from a Joe Rogan with Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil's talking about what is your, what is your currency in life? You know, what is your currency? Some, some, most people, their currency is money and they want to make mm. money. And I realized not long ago that my currency is time. And I think mm. other people notice that as well. My currency is time. So how do I maximize my time to spend doing stuff that I love? You know, how, yeah. how can I work around being able to, like, you know, I, I got into jujitsu at the start of this year as well. So I was like, how do I have yes. free time? How do I have free time to go and do jujitsu? How do I have free time to something like windsurfing, which is forecast dependent? You know, the wind needs to work, mm. the waves need to work, the time. You need to go that day. Like, yeah. So I'm like, right, it, yeah. at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, I will be windsurfing. So I like, mm. I will plan my life around that. Yeah. It, and I like I'm a broken record saying this, but I think so many people don't have something like that. They don't have that mm. a passion in their life. Like you said, till two years, till two years ago, you yeah. potentially didn't. And I think that really affects people's brains and happiness. Yeah, because well, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. Like, not they've got nothing, but they, they've got nothing to look forward to in the week or like if i know that it's not raining one day this week i'm gonna skate that day because i want to make most of it or yeah. like the other morning i checked the forecast like the night before and it was about four or five foot swell at like seven o'clock in the morning so i said to my mate i was like, right i'll meet you there half six we'll be out there for first light yeah, yeah. we were the only two on the beach surfing the sun yeah. was coming up it was insane it wasn't even that cold either yeah yeah now it's best time of year this time where where do you surf yeah no, it's just in, in Bournemouth. Oh, really? Just next to the pier. Yeah, I had a bit of a scare getting sucked into the pier, but um, we survived. So it's all right. <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I, th I think, and that's something you I noticed in Australia. I never forget when I went to Australia. I, I was, as I said, I came from the Highlands of Scotland, went there, and I saw a guy. I lived in Manly, so northern beaches. So yeah, nice. Guy came off the ferry in his suit, and I, I watched him over the course of a few days. I'm not, I wasn't stalking him or anything, but I watched him. I watched him come off the ferry on, in a suit with a briefcase. He had mm. a skateboard, like a longboard, skated into his flat, and then I see him come out two minutes later, surfboard boardies, and just and then go yeah. rip for a couple of hours. And I was like, that why? And I think especially in the UK, people just don't have that. Like, there's just yeah. I don't know, there's the drinking culture, but people are like, people's passion is just going to the pub on a Friday night with the same five people it's like it's mental i've yeah. i haven't gone on like a first date with a girl that's like a drink for so long i'd much yeah. rather go and do something wholesome or something yeah, like, like it's i'm not going to say it's a knicker dropper but it's it's more than going out for a drink at least you know that you're not just getting pissed with someone to tolerate them at least you know if the end of a date like if you've been like for a swim like a sea dip in the morning or like in the evening at least you know if you're going on like a date like that by the end of it, you know if you actually like that person because it's sober. You're not just getting pissed with them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so important to have, well, not like, you know, me and my girlfriend, we've been together for four and a bit years. And one of the main reasons we met and all this stuff was because she windsurfed as well. And she, you yeah. know, we had this shared passion. And I think, you know, they were all opposites attract and all this stuff. It's like, well, do they actually? No. It, it works quite well when you like doing the same things. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because you'll respect when she wants to fuck you off and go windsurfing and you're busy and you'll respect then it'll be vice versa. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, she doesn't like windsurfing in the UK anymore because it's too cold, but she gets it. No. I'm like, I'm like, right, no, like tomorrow, you know, we're meant to go and have a yeah. drink with her, her parents tonight. And I'm like, I've got a podcast and then I'm not going to drink because I'm getting up early to go windsurfing. Like I'm not doing yeah. it. 
you know yeah it's, it, there, there is that kind of level higher level of understanding that you you mm. get with other people and like you as well you know whichever chick if she doesn't need to be doing fucking tray flips but if you can no. say like it's, like it's dry tomorrow in october like i want to go skating you know then people yeah. will understand but yeah. yeah, I'm fortunate enough not to have anyone to answer to at, at the moment. So it's, it's all right. But I'm sure yeah. like, when it does, well, my, my main thing will be I'm going to do what I want pretty much all the time. And guess what? That won't be cheating on you. So you don't have to worry about that. It's just going to be fun things. Yeah. Like, just yeah. <laughs> I think as well, like you, people, we get, we get kind of indoctrinated as well that as you get older, you have to stop having fun and you have to get a job and yeah. you have to go and do this. And I think that's also turning around as well probably one of the positive things to come out of what's happened this year is going to be that people are, you know, like I've got a load of friends in the water sports industry and they've said like for a while, for a while you couldn't buy a wetsuit in the UK over the summer because mm. you just, everyone was buying wetsuits and paddle boards and all this. Cause yeah. you're like, let's go and have fun. Let's, you know, it's amazing. Isn't it? I love it's that. Awesome. It's so cool to see, like, let's not go and, you know, sit in a pub cause we can't go and sit in the pub at the moment. So why yeah. don't, why don't we even, you know, let's go and paddleboard for an hour and try and catch a couple of waves and then we can sit on the beach and have a beer, you know, like, yeah, it's just, That's I think that brings so much more value to your life. Um, mate. That, you know, wholesome it. fulfillment. That's the thing. The annoying thing about that was down in Bournemouth. Um, Cause it's like quite a beach town. Everyone flooded to the beach when it was hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw the pictures. Yeah. Everyone was on the inside of the beach, like looking for the sunset. And I went down there one morning. So I went for a run at like six o'clock and I passed on my mate. She was like, Oh, I'm going to do a beach clean. Yeah. There's about seven of them. So I joined up and I know what 20 kilos feels like. And I genuinely picked up about 20 kilos worth of rubbish on, on a morning from the beach. Like it just, I love that everyone was out, but they still got a stop dropping their dirty litter. I picked up a tampon and stuff. I had gloves on, but like yeah. just nigging. Yeah, yeah. So if it wasn't me that picked it up, it could have been some kid. Like well, that's it, mate. Yeah, you know, you don't want a little five-year-old picking up a couple of hypodermic needles. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> unless they've got anything good in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We. So I mean, when you say like you know, a couple of years ago, you you kind of weren't necessarily doing much. Was that around the same time that you started kind of reading? Like, did all this kind of happen at once? Was like what I'm saying is, was was there a bit of a catalyst for you where you were like, right? You know, I, I mean, I don't know what you were doing before. Mm. You're like, right, I need to, I need to change what I'm doing. So I, so like my like upbringing and stuff was all pointed towards having a wholesome life. And my parents always tried to force me into doing like nice things, but I hated the cold. So I never did water sports. Okay. I used to cry every time we went like bodyboarding because my head got cold. And I still have to fight back the fears now when I get cold. <laughs> and then when I got to about 16, I just like, just went to a different school had to like play up, like be one of the lads. And then I was stuck yeah. in that character right. for about five years. I went and joined the Marines as well. That wasn't good for that whole lad persona. Oh, really? Um, and then I, le well, I left because of injury. So I got, um, I had a stress fractured tibia, stress fractured metatarsal, buggered the ligaments in my ankle. And then I had, this one's a mouthful, calcific patella tendinopathy. Right. It was basically where the tendon in my knee was like kind of like, calcifying like turning into bone yeah, so yeah. I, had to, I had to leave after about 18 months of being in training and being treated like a piece of shit yeah. and then i came out that was like a failure tick box for me like in my head that was a story i was telling myself that i was failing because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very brutal in the marines but like you've got to be the best and then obviously when you don't quite make it to the best like it's it's a tough pill to swallow yeah, yeah. um and then I and then I came out of the Marines and I just didn't really know what I was doing. Went and worked in sales, which is also like lad culture, like and I was just I was playing some character, yeah. And then I just wanted to switch it up. I wanted to do better. So in the job that I was in, because I didn't have much of my CV apart from like being kicked out of school, joining the Marines and stuff. Uh -huh. I was like, Well, I suppose it's time to like learn and maybe become a manager. I wanted to be I wanted to be middle management. Right. in a call center and yeah. then i realized like what that meant for me because no point in my life had i ever thought that that's what i would do and i looked at all the middle managers apart from one i thought they were all wankers yeah. and i was like how have i been confused enough to think that's what i want yeah and then my grandma got ill i was pretty depressed my mum was looking after my grandma and i was like do you know what she's got about two months left to go yeah. I'd already booked a flight to Australia. Right. 
and I was like, fuck them, I'm out, done with it. So I quit my job, spent a bit more time with my grandma before she died, and then moved off to Australia. It yeah. all happened very quickly. It was like November last year. So she died on my birthday, which was a, oh, which was a good one. Good oh, birthday man. present. <laughs> um, oh, and then in two weeks of that, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. Fuck it. And I was like, right, you know what? I'm out of here. So three okay. days later, I flew to Bali after I got dumped. Nice. <laughs> and then spent two weeks in Bali, came back for Christmas and then flew off to Australia. But I'd been, I'd been depressed for a long time because I think, like, like I said about playing the character, I think a lot of people do get stuck in that loop. Oh, dude, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a very strange situation to be in because you're so far from who you know you actually are. It, you really kind of need, like, a fucking breakdown completely. Yeah. yeah, you need to get hit rock bottom, don't you? Yeah, man, so you can build back up. And there's been quite a few rock bottoms that I thought I'd hit. Yeah. Because you always think, okay, well, this is it. This is the point where I'll, Lowest, I'll yeah. go up from. And then, and then you get another, like, boot. Yeah. And like, that's what, like, coming home from Oz for the coronavirus, like, that's what it was for me. I was like, this is, maybe this is rock bottom. I was like, I felt like I've been here before, but I feel a little bit lower. Yeah. And then I started this podcast, man, and it's just, like, it definitely hasn't made my head, like, perfect. And wow. I'm under no illusion that that will be the case ever. But, like, I can have good three week stints and then i'll have a little wobble yeah um but yeah that's kind of the story of it that's it's where like, i came from yeah. <laughs> that was a long one <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's awesome like I, th- I guess starting the podcast though and i think like like we just said before it having a passion is important but also feeling like you have a purpose is important as well and like yeah, for, me as, for me as well like i said before i hit record like i i lost an awful lot of my work as soon as lockdown hit and I drove up to Scotland to spend lockdown with my mum. Um, yeah. My mum's disabled and all that stuff. So I, I drove up there yeah. and spent lockdown with my mum and without my, po- without me putting the time into the podcast, like I don't, I think I've, I've been in a lot darker place because I felt, yeah, you know, I was like, I'll message people and I'll, I'll, I decided it was the one thing I decided to be really positive about. Um, and I think yeah. by the sounds of it, that's probably the same for you. You know, it's, you, you when you feel like yeah. you have purpose um despite going through a load of shit i think that's a it's a really good building block to start building yourself back up yeah definitely definitely and it's like like we were saying before we started recording like the odd message that you get now and then it's like a really you i could never have imagined that i'd make someone pick up a book yeah apparently i've now inspired like thousands of people it makes you feel a bit <laughs> sick so, talking about it but like it's mental. Some person that hated reading a couple of years ago, all this is stemmed from like picking up that first book. Just, yeah, that's cool. Know, so yeah, everyone's got to read. Like, yeah, everyone has to read, meditate, and do something fun every day. That's my three pillars of of life. Yeah. Well, like one, you know, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote a book. Like like everyone else, when I tried to get into nonfiction and stuff, the first thing I've picked up is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And yeah. I've actually really really enjoyed it. Um, I can't read much of it at once because I just, my brain just, you yeah. know, I only read for like 20 minutes and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. Up. That's, that's all you need. But one of the biggest things that resonated with me that, that, that Marky Mark said was you're never going to have a life without problems. And you, you just said it there. Yeah. You were like, all, all you can focus on is trying to make your problems smaller. So, mm. you know, you go from, oh, when, when are we going to be able to buy a house? And then, oh, yeah, but then you bought the house. But you're still going to have problems. Then you're like, oh, mm. we've got the house now. That's lovely. Now, now we need to make the kitchen nice. And then you do that. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. All right, now, now, now let's try and have a child. And then, oh, a few months, right, well, we still don't have a kid. And then, <laughs> yeah. Now this child's a little shitbag. <laughs> now this child's a little fucking twat and he needs to go to yeah. You know, and he's going to be 25 sat in his bedroom recording podcasts, just yeah. sponge off everyone. <laughs> yeah, a little fucking waste, man. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that that that's something from that book that really, really stuck with me because I think before I read it, I I was very much like I just want to try and get to the point where I have a stress-free life, and it's you know, I've kind of realised that that's never going to be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need stress. And I think since, since going self-employed at the end of 2019 as well, like that's been a lot of fucking stress over the last year. Yeah. Been some of the most rewarding times of my life as well. Cause you know, you're, I'm, you know, starting to build in with the podcast as well. So yeah, I think how that, nice it like you started with zero, right? When you first took that little bit of money from it, like how good did it feel? 
oh dude it's um, unbelievable and like you know i won't lie like over the last month or so it's taken a bit of a dive again because the world seems to be shitting its pants once more um yeah. but you know it's still it's still great you know it's i'm still happy and like for me like i said my currency is time and like i just i was fed up with someone else telling me what telling me when i could go to the toilet mm. you know or when i could yeah man Hey, that's so funny i um i quit a job within an hour in oz because the guy asked me to ask to go to the toilet and i was like oh sweet well it won't work then he was like what do you mean i was like well i'm not gonna work if you make me ask to go to the toilet i'm not a child yeah, exactly. like, oh, are you for real and i was like yeah are you for real mate ask me to <laughs> i'm 25 years old I was like, i'll go for a wee if i need to i've got a pretty weak bladder <laughs> yeah exactly. i remember at school when like they were like i was like can i go to the toilet and they're like no and i'm like well what, what do you want me to do then? And I'm, yeah, I'm, like, 15, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm either going to do it here or you're like, <laughs> going to do it here or you're going to let me get up and go to the toilet like a human being. You know? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's the stupidest things that you, like you said, you have to deal with at school. Like, yeah. I fully agree. Like, you know, I hate this whole like, oh, I've been to the University of Life. Like, I didn't, I didn't go to mm. uni and stuff. And, no, I didn't either. Nah, dude, I, and I, you know, I think if you go to uni and you do like something specific, you know, then I can all power to you. But I think a lot of people go to uni because they don't know what else to do. And I think yeah. you learn a, a lot of life lessons and stuff, but. Yeah, um, it's great, mate. It looks like a fucking laugh, like going to uni. It looks like so much fun. I, <laughs> if you didn't have to pay loads of money for it, I'd go tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just hang out in some holes for, well, I mean, it doesn't look very fun at the moment, does it? But Yeah, no, not right now. But like in old times yeah mate i remember going to visit like friends in halls and stuff and i was like are you all you all literally just have the run of this building like yeah and you and you all like you're all shagging each other yeah every single no, like i like and no one's died just yet from like aids or anything what the yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you're all keeping clean when like <laughs> the place is literally it looks like a fucking crack there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i wouldn't mind it <laughs> <laughs> yeah sign me up yeah so i mean in in terms of um you know starting the podcast and and things like that obviously you know your your podcast has grown grown quite quickly and that obviously must be mm. you know really really nice to um for you to have experienced and i said you know again like something that's been great for me is that kind of feedback and stuff so i mean what What's that been like for you? Like, were you a bit overwhelmed with it at the start? And were you like, oh my God, or... Yeah, man, you were it's weird. But yeah. I, um, my first month, so I started on April 6th, and in my first month, I got like 300 and something downloads. Yeah. And I'd, I'd done like five episodes maybe in that first month. Yeah, you were putting out a lot, weren't you? I like track I tracked through your episode. You yeah. Every like three days or something, weren't you? That's yeah, like, I'm trying like mate, the more it gets out there, the yeah, more it will potentially right. return in the future. That's the thing. Sure. Like and I read a lot of books. So yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's easy to keep up on on the book front. But um yeah man like that first month like people were just being like friends were just being polite and listening to it and then it started getting like a couple other shares and like a couple of people with like big followings like listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is actually a nice idea, like mm. sound. And then they were like, you should get people on. And I was like, well, I should, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And then start getting people on that got shared. Yeah, I did, I did a um, podcast with Sinead Hegarty on relationships and mate, that still gets about 200 downloads every day. I don't know how, I don't know where it is. Um, it must be charted somewhere and it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up, That's it. which is mental. Like, it's really, really good. And she's, she always messages me, like, once a week. She's like, how, like, I keep getting book sales. And I know it's from your podcast. So, like, thanks for having me on. I'm like, hey, thank you for coming on. Like, I don't know yeah. where these downloads come from. Um, but, yeah, it was overwhelming. There was one time I did a post about crying because, like, I'm a crier. Yeah, and I did a post about people like stop taking the piss out of Will Smith because like one his wife's cheated on him and he's just cried about it on TV and everyone's taking the piss out of him and I was like yeah, stop that and um, I did that post and it basically it got like 1,700 likes or something and like was seen by like 13,000 people and I was so not ready for that like my post would normally get like 200 likes or something yeah. And it just, it was so overwhelming. And I, yeah. and in that post, like I'd, I'd done a, a thing about five books to like help you with your mental health if you're struggling. And someone messaged me 
I'm all right with her now. Um, but she messaged me like, oh, interesting to see there's no women on that list. Oh. And I was like, fucking, firstly, there is, because Susan David is a woman's name. It's not David Susan's. Um, and secondly, I'd literally, I'd just woken up from a nap. Like, it was like the anniversary of one of my mate's deaths from a couple of years ago. I'd spent the morning in tears. And I'd just woken up from a nap, got that message. And I was like, right, you fuck. I just like screenshotted the message, put it on my story. And I was like, this fucking God. <laughs> just going mental. And... Um, and then upon reflection, I was like, oh, actually, look, I'd had a really bad morning. I don't know why you're being a cunt. You don't have to do that anymore. Um, yeah. But it, it was just a lot. Like when, when you see that people are seeing your stuff, it, it, it's a weird pressure. And yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to mold into something that people want to see. I just want to be me completely. And then if people want to see it, they can. If they don't, they completely have the choice not to. Yeah. And I was just a bit worried that I was going to head around that direction of, oh, Ed's not Ed anymore. Yeah. Because there is that pressure when it grows. Whereas now, like, I'm, I'm completely fine. Like, I'd rather have 600 people unfollow me or 1,000 people unfollow me if they're never going to listen to the podcast and never engage yeah. in the stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and if they're just going to disagree with what I said, like, something the other day, like, just comment on one of my posts, like, oh, I disagree. And I was like, cool, I didn't ask. Fine. <laughs> I've never gone out my way to comment on someone's stuff saying, oh, I disagree with that, by the way. But I'm just like, all right, what's my opinion worth to them? Nothing. Cool. Done. What he doesn't know is that he's still, he's still contributing to your Instagram by commentating. So yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Please <laughs> boost the engagement. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thanks. The algorithm will thank him later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Do, you ever, do you ever find like, cause I, I mean, I've, I've had the same thing with my podcast and stuff because as I said, I'm, I've never confessed to being any kind of expert on mental health at all. All I'm trying to do mm. is chat to people, but like I get yeah, serious like imposter syndrome sometimes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, who the fuck am I to be doing this? You know, um, Mate, who's who's going to do it otherwise? That's the thing that like you, you're yeah. doing something good. You're, you're doing more than whatever that criticizer who probably doesn't even exist, by the way, because we, we say, love to make yeah, them up. No one's ever said it to um, me. It's all in no the one's end. ever said anything. And um, would you think that about someone else? Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know. Prob- probably not. You know, I'd probably be like, oh, that, that they're, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, like, yeah, like, like, like yourself, you know, I saw your podcast and yeah. I was like, that's really cool what he's doing i'd very much like to talk yeah. to him, you know yeah yeah it's um <laughs> it's a strange thing because like i i used to not want to screenshot good feedback and like put it on my story ever yeah. because i was like oh i'll look like a narcissist if i do that and i was speaking I to my therapist that. i've never done that and right. and she goes have you ever thought that about someone and i was like no she's like why would you think about yourself then I was like, because I'm a piece of shit. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> My brain tells me every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I spoke like... Mate, if you get good feedback next time, just put it on your story because you'll get a good response from it. No one's going to think you're a narcissist. Like, I always think, it's... Like, you know, I beat people are like, who the, you know, oh, look at me. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, who the fuck? Or, or like... You know, it's the oh, oh, look at me! I'm doing a podcast, and I'm doing, yeah. You know, I always have this thing in my brain being like, but no one following you is going to think that, and if they do, like, they're not really following you. Do you know what I mean? Like, people that are following you should be wanting to like gas you up and like, but like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, this is sick. Like, you're doing really well. Yeah, and like you are. That's the thing. You need to. I think we all need to take stock of what we're doing. I read a book on self love the other day, and it was like, whenever you get a compliment, write it down, but as an I am statement. So if someone messages you saying, oh, like I listened to your podcast the other day, it was really inspirational. Thank you so much for that. You'd have to write down like, I am inspirational. It makes me feel sick thinking about it and doing it. But it's a, it's a very good practice to do and like, and read it to yourself because yeah. the only, like your brain is so powerful. You will start to believe it at some stage. Yeah. And I put a poll out the other day about like, if, if people think self-love is like an important thing and, like everyone pretty much said yes but i don't think blokes especially practice self-love without coming across as like arrogant um or a bit feminine like even even when someone Tony, yeah someone says self-love to me i think like feminine drawing a bath looking after themselves you know reading a magazine. yeah and i would love that <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so weird isn't it that that the connotations of self-love to me and like you know i'm i'm a pretty open guy like I'm, you know, a big part of what I do is I talk about fucking mental health, but still yeah. I think of self-love as potentially being a bit, a bit feminine and stuff and a bit like, well, I'm a, I'm a guy. I don't, I don't do that. You know, what, what's, what yeah. is self-love? You know, to me, and, and everyone's version of self-love is so different, I guess. 
Yeah. It's um, it's a weird thing. Like one of the practices in this book was to like look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and say, "I love myself." And <laughs> I tried it, mate. Right. I was like, <laughs> almost being sick. But like, it's a, it's obviously it's something that I need to work on. Like, I think everyone yeah. needs to kind of work on being able to say, like, because who the only person that's going to be with you from the start to the end is yourself. Like, everyone else, like he says in Mark Manson, but like everyone you love will die at some stage yeah. or they will leave you. Like, it's not gonna. Not no one's going to be around forever like you've yeah. got to be able to love yourself like if i said to you like like you've been with your missus like four years like i imagine you like you love her mm. and if i had a gun to her head and i was like look mate me or you now her or you you'd probably because like you look you like imagine you like love her that much you'd be like yeah me take me yeah yeah no one would do that for themselves who would take a bullet for themselves do you know what i mean exactly that's the kind of love we need to love ourselves with yeah it's a very hard concept to grasp, but like I was reading, I was like, this makes so much sense. So like when someone asks you to do something that you don't want to do, you have to ask yourself this question. Like if I love myself truly and honestly, would I let myself do this? Yeah. Or so one thing I always say to people is like when they when they come to me for advice or something, not because I can't be asked to give them advice. I'd be like, well, if your friend was in this situation, what would you say to them? because people care about their friends even more Usually than they, they say the themselves. right thing, don't they? And they'd say the right thing. And I'm like, well, there you go. And they're like, oh, but I can't do it. And it's like, right, just grab your, all your emotions. Just one moment. Take them out of it. What do you want to do? This. Okay, put your emotions back. Yeah. Like, their emotional attachment to the stuff or the thing or the person, for like the most part, yeah. that's what um, ruins it for them. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's so hard to give yourself, like, advice and all this stuff. Like, I talk to my mum uh, quite a lot and, you know, I'm chatting to her and I'm, you know, telling her, don't, you know, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. And, you know, all this. And then she's like, why the fuck do you never tell yourself these things? You know, mm. you just moaned to me for 20 minutes about what's going on with you. And then you've told me this stuff. <clears throat> why, you know, why don't you, why don't you do it? And yeah. honestly, like, I have, I have no answer. I couldn't tell her like why I'm, why I don't do it. Or, you know, if someone was like, right, if name, you want some... name three things about oh. yourself you like, you know, a lot of, I, I imagine a lot of men, especially would just recoil at that. Name three things you yeah. like yourself. You'd be like, Oh, fuck off. Yeah. See, even now I'm, I'm trying to think now. I'm like, yeah. I actually don't know. I suck at everything I do to be fair, but I yeah. think that's why it's a good thing. I do them. I like, I like my ability in a couple of sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that, um, i can read yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah it's about that kind of like self-love it's not about like walking around and being an arrogant asshole it's just like being able to like truly say like you know what? this is a really good thing about me i like this trait in other people and i can see it in myself um one thing like about values tests and stuff like that they did on mark manson sings talks about values there's a book called the seven habits of highly effective people and they talk about starting with the end in mind and when you do that with your life, like what's what's at the end of your life? Hopefully someone pays for a funeral for you or you've got money like aside for a funeral and someone's going to read your eulogy. Mm. And it's like, what do you want that eulogy to say? Yeah. Like, what do you want someone to say about you? Like, do they want them like, oh, well, he had this much money and he always yeah. took me out for dinner. Or like, you know, like, he was really curious. Like, he really enjoyed doing new things. He was like, he was a funny guy. He always like brought a smile to the room. Like he enjoyed fun things. Yeah. those kind of values like what you'd want someone to write about you when you're dead that's the kind of life you need to live yeah and um that idea was introduced to me by one of my like old sales managers he was like what would you want your eulogy to say and i was like oh someone that like took care of his family he goes cool when was the last time you did something for your family oh man like, damn <laughs> i haven't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I was like, "Well, get out my, get out my face, man." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's true, isn't it? But it's a powerful thing, man. When you actually sit there and you write your eulogy, like, yeah, it um, it evokes some weird emotions, and it, it definitely yeah. shows you what you should be doing. Yeah, well, I think I think as well, like, self love completely starts with being like you've got to be true to yourself before you before mm. you love yourself, and that that's another yeah, big old fucking cliche there um yeah you have to and and i know you're never going to really like decide who you are because you change don't you like i'm a completely mm. different person to who i was five years ago you know and that person yeah was who they were five years ago probably are even six months ago like exactly. especially this year this year is like seven years in one yeah exactly this absolute shit show um <laughs> but you, you, you do 
And I think trying to figure out, like, like I heard, I, you know, the podcast you did with, with James Smith. I mean, I listened to it a while ago. And I know you guys, you guys talked about this a little bit as well, didn't you? Of like, you know, I think he said something about, you know, going to a party and they were like, oh, do you, do you like F1? And he was like, no, mm. I don't. They're like, well, that's a bit lame. And like, I yeah. resonate with me because I don't like F1 either. And a lot of people, no, I think it's why, don't, why don't you like F1? And I'm like, because it's boring. It's people driving yeah. a car that just round a track. It doesn't even look like they're going that fast. Like I'm like, yeah. I, I appreciate the skill behind it. And I appreciate how difficult it is. And I think a couple of the characters in it, you know, I think a couple of them are pretty cool. You know, mm. like mad respect. It's not like it has to do it, it's not I, something you want to spend your Saturday doing. It's great to fall asleep to like that. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, it's yeah. great, but nothing, nothing beyond that. I think I think football shit. Me too. I hate it. Yeah, me too. And like, but it, but it's not even like I like rugby. I like neither of them. Yeah. I don't mind like going to watch a live rugby game because that's a good laugh because every, yeah, like fine, it's not it? like football. The fans aren't separate. No one wants to kill each other. It's just a good vibe. Yeah. But like, I don't even really like football or rugby at all. I just like jujitsu and UFC. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't, and I say UFC because like, I like MMA, but like I said, I don't even like Bellator. Like, I'm not going to go out my way to watch anything else. I'm just like, I just want to watch the top ones. I'll be a filthy casual fan. I'll take it. (laughs) That's weird because for me, I have this weird thing. And I I said this to some friends, like, because a lot of my friends are really into watching the UFC and, Mm. and all this stuff. And like, until I started jujitsu, I, I remember watching it and I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Two guys beat each other up. Mm. Yeah. Go on, go on. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it before I did jujitsu, but well, now then, I appreciate it. Yeah, since starting jujitsu, I'm like, he's put him in an armbar. He's put him in a triangle. And I'm like, oh, sick. And you know, I yeah. So I think for me, if I have a bit more of a baser appreciation and understanding of a sport, I enjoy watching it more. And I guess yeah. that's really, you know, a really obvious thing to say. But if I do, yeah. like I said, now, when I watch UFC, I'm like, put him on the ground. Get him on the ground and do some fucking jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know? Mate, it all come out tomorrow. We could be fighting. There's going to be so many people. Like, oh, I wish you wouldn't just hug him. Like, mate, you don't know how hard that hugging is. Yeah. Like, if you've ever tried to, like, roll with anyone that's, like, above the belt that you are and they're giving you a real good hug, you're not moving. <laughs> yeah. You're literally, yeah, you're going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, I, like, yeah, dude, I, I mean, I started in January and it, I, like, it, I mean, I haven't done it for months because we've not been allowed to, but like I, I've been really, really enjoy. I really, really enjoyed it. Like it was, it's, it's a bit like windsurfing for me. Like it's so technical, mm. like there is a certain yeah. amount of physical skill, but there's, there's so many little nuances to doing stuff that it just, mm. it's something. You have to have a real big brain for it. And I'm just yeah. not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can just like completely immerse yourself in a whole world for like an hour or two. Mm. Yeah, man, it takes it's so meditative, isn't it? Like it really takes you out of your head, which yeah. is a great thing to do. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the most valuable things you can do is like take take yourself out of your brain. Because I'm like, I think this is maybe the case for a lot of men's a lot of the the case for men when they're starting to get anxious or depressed and stuff is overthinking and like mm. thinking too much about like. Like for me, a big point of me overthinking is my hair. Obviously, you can see I'm slightly follically challenged. You know, it's yeah. it's not great. I'm slowly having to make. Me, I. Do I'm getting there. That's the thing. I so I use I shaved my head, right? Like late into lockdown, that was a big thing for me because yeah. for a long time, I've given way too much of a fuck about my hairline. Right. And like it, it goes back a little bit on this right side, but now I don't give a fuck. It's liberating. Like I can go out in the wind, don't care. Yeah. What you see is now what you get with the hair. Yeah. But before, mate, I was terrified of like getting in the wind. I'd always be doing this. Like this side, this side's so much worse than this side. Yeah, and mate, just when you whap it all off, like how liberating is that? Dude, I, I said first day because you know what's funny no one gives a fuck either <laughs> when you first do it no one gives a fuck about your hair and you realize it <laughs> and like, if anything, oh wow I need to yeah. myself. <laughs> if anything every single one said to me they were like oh that that really suits you they were like you look better but then i look at pictures of like six or seven years ago when my hair was this long and i'm like yeah. oh it was all blonde and oh you know surfing yeah. stuff and i remember and then i show people that and they're like you look like a twat then they're like, you look so much better now. But in my head... Oh, cheers for telling me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was walking around like that for two years. You know, it's... Are you it, going for the Kelly Slater? It's cool. Yeah, well, exactly, mate. There's so many role models for men that don't have hair. And, like, also a big mm. thing is 
men care way more than girls. Like women do not give a shit about it. Like no, they like touching it more. Yeah, it's a little. It's it. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Heidi, my girlfriend, she like she's watched it progressively get worse over the last four years, and she's like, <laughs> "You are more attractive now." And obviously, you know, as you get more into a relationship, yeah. you know, you you do get more. But she's like, "You are more attractive now than you were when I met you." You know. Because I think men men also peak a lot later than women as well, don't they, generally? Yeah, man. But well, dude, we need to wait for the testosterone. I'm still waiting for most of my testosterone to set in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can only grow half a moustache. <laughs> oh, dude, no. That's I, why, yeah, that's that's why I'm doing November, because mine is terrible. And I thought, do you know what? People will be donating for me to look like a twat and have no sex life. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas yeah. like other people can look decent with a moustache, whereas I just, I'm not there. You're doing you're doing November and no not November as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> just time in one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. That's that's one thing where yeah, my all my hair from my head seems to be going to my face. I do. I did have a yeah, pretty lucky. I did a bit of a strong lockdown beard and stuff, but I think that's one thing that really affects men. And that was, you know, where my overthinking really like destroyed me for a bit. It started in the kind of physical realm of like your hair's going and because I spent so many years windsurfing and abroad and stuff, I felt like my kind of blonde hair was like part of my identity. And when you lose that, it it sounds like such a rudimentary thing to feel shit about, but it really does. A lot of people think it though. A lot of people think it. When you say it to people as well, they're like, what? I've never thought that. Yeah. Um, But you know what's the worst thing for it, mate? It's groups of boys. (laughs) And we're not trying to, like for the most part, like most straight men aren't trying to fuck other boys. Yeah, so why do I care? Like they're they're trying to bang girls, yeah, and the girls don't give a shit. And if they do give a shit, get like what knob? Like you don't want that person. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be the love of your life, so it's okay. Yeah, you're you're not going to care, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, try. Well, you might, but yeah, it's yeah, it is it is one of those things. I'm pretty much you know over it now and stuff, but I think that's where like the overthinking start. I think a lot of men, whether it's hair loss or something like that, but they do they do get this kind of overthinking in their brain and that just that just puts you onto like you said at the beginning a kind of downward spiral um, yeah and it's it's really really yeah it's really really affecting i think for a lot yeah it's not ideal that's that's what we can say on that one it's just like it's it's something like it's nice to talk about this stuff because there'll be people listening whose hairlines on 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 the way back wavering and hopefully they can take note from this that like i would have not shaped i at the start of lockdown, I cut my hair. I gave myself a really, really dodgy skin fade, and I'd preferred to keep that than go bold. And then August, I shaved my head. Yeah. And I felt better than I ever had ever felt. It's it's like, fucking liberating, isn't it? Man, it's the best thing you can do: shaving yeah. your head. Yeah, I'm on two. I've I've had it like this for two years now. I just and it I literally yeah. it hasn't moved. Like it had my hair yeah. hasn't changed anything. I just one day I think I think mate like this I think this is natural I think this is what I was like I, d- men aren't I don't know to, men aren't meant to have like you know no. everyone, everyone's going to start receding a little bit even if it stays yeah. like that forever I mean mine mine hasn't moved in years it's been like this for yeah pretty bad over the course of a year or two and then it just after I shaved it it just chilled out you know yeah yeah to the point where now like dude I, I other than when I talk about it, like we're doing now, like I don't really tend to think about it that much. No, I don't think about it ever. You know, um, it is. And, and no, I don't. All the other things we've spoken about and stuff, something like your hair is a really stupid thing to focus that, on, really, isn't it? It's, it's very stupid, but it's a very important topic that we've covered, I think, Dude, like, I think so. for the people that are listening. Yeah, well, I see, I, you know, even like, you know, I hate, I hate to keep bringing him up, but like, you know, obviously I said that I follow like James Smith and stuff and his is definitely mm. trying to leave. And I know, you know, he does ask a question. Man, people, oh, gets a lot of people, oh, you're losing your hair, losing your hair. And it's like, dude, this guy's got so much more to say than like what's going on on his head. Yeah. And people, and he's just, and like, and rightly so, he's just like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's like, if it goes, if I've got the money, I'll get a hair transplant. But if not, it goes. Yeah. And he'll have he'll have the money. <laughs> he'll be alright. He'll be he'll be fine. And he's got yeah. a mustache, mate. It will be will be fine. I'm doing both yeah. as well. It'll be it'll be fine. Yeah, nice. It'll be fine. Are you gonna, I'm going to do the um. I'm going to do. I've committed to the 60, 60 kilometers over the month. So oh, is that what is um? Yeah, so it's move 60, more. 60 men, yeah, sixty men die of suicide every hour. Um, Fuck. worldwide. 
So they're doing, I'm doing 60, 60 kilometers over the course of the month, which actually isn't that much. I think it's pretty reasonable, but it's like five. Yeah, that's pretty sound, actually. Yeah, it's like a day, five, five k, five k a day. Um, so it should be all right, as long as the weather's not awful throughout November. But Five k a day. Not even, mate. It's like what, 2k 30, a day. 30 days, 30 days in November, yeah. Oh, 2k know. a day. Oh, you'll smash that. 2K, yeah, you'll, you'll smash right. that. I got you. See, that's that's how stupid I am, dude. I can't do maths at all. This is why. I, <laughs> luckily, maybe yeah, I should I should read more. Um, yeah, dude. So in terms of books, then I mean, hit me hit me with a few recommendations. As I said at the beginning, um, I don't know what you're like for time, but um, yeah, let's let's finish up. Um, yeah, sound. So, you know, as I said, I've struggled getting into this kind of non-fiction stuff. I find it a bit overwhelming. Um, and I, I'm sure a lot of other people probably feel the same. What, give me kind of three recommendations of places to start. I think for you, having just started a new business, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, it goes into the story of the creator of Nike. That's a really like inspiration business memoir. Um, it's pretty small writing, Yeah, about 400 odd pages. But like you said about reading for 20 minutes, like your brain's only effective really for 25 minutes when you're reading. Yeah. And then you want to have like a five minute break and like schedule in your breaks. Yeah. The most important thing is if you get like distracted is just schedule that time and chuck your phone out of the room. Yeah. Because as soon as you hear a buzz, your attention goes to it and then you leave a little bit of attention residue over on your phone. Yeah. So you're not thinking about what you're reading. You, you, you want to go and get the phone. Yeah. Um, so like really importantly, it's just setting yourself up for it in the right way. Boundaries, yeah. Yeah. Literally boundaries with your phone. Just like, look, babe, phone get out of the room yeah i'm just gonna read for a little bit and, and like you might find yourself actually reading more than that 20 minutes or 25 minutes um so yeah i would i would go for that if you, if you haven't had a look at like stoicism or anything like that anything from ryan holiday um right. ego is the enemy obstacle is the way stillness is the key those three books um i would say in order of how good they are is obstacle is the way Ego's enemy. Still I've heard of obstacles the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obstacles way is brilliant. Um, and a, quite a rogue one. Yeah, hit me with a rogue suggestion, mate. Something out of the mainstream. I don't want to, you know. The Dow of Four-hour work week. I don't want to hear that. Like, yeah, no. Nah, the the Dow Yeah, not a life coach. James Smith coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one will probably be. My mum's reading his diet book at the moment, and then she's yeah, nice. Um, so, so the Tao of Pooh is spelt like T A O. It's an ancient Chinese philosophy, and this guy Benjamin Hoff in the eighties wrote a book about how that is represented within Winnie the Pooh and in a hundred acre wood. And right. it's just it's just a brilliant book. Like it's it's funny at times. Like, it's really witty. In yeah. like a subtle way, like there's things that like my dad picked up on that I didn't. I was like, yeah, I need to be a dad to understand that joke. To be Everyone there. took something different away from it. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 a really really good book. So the Tao of Pooh, obstacles away. Um, and more did I say at the beginning? Dog. Shoe dog. Yeah, shoe dog. Yeah, yeah banging. Oh mate, so these ones. Um, yeah, dude. I'm just trying I... to look at my other books, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, that that's that's plenty to uh, to get me going. Um, but yeah, dude, I, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been a, 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 real, me. a real pleasure to talk to you, mate. Um, and I hope yeah, man, I knew. listening has taken something away from this as well. Um, I know we've, you know, just, just chatted shit, but I mean, that's... Yeah. And if you haven't, go on a different phone, re-download it and listen to it again. Yeah. And just do, do it, it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. if, Even if you don't like it, can you just listen to it, but just turn the volume all the way down and still give me five stars, please. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so um, Ed, where where can where can people find you? Um, so I live at uh, <laughs> uh, on Instagram is pretty much where I do most most of the keep keep up to date with everything on Instagram. Yeah. It's at a need to read with the number two and not the word. So yeah. a little bit of a play on word, a little bit of a rhyming, I think. There. The Simpsons. Don't and, the Simpsons. I have a need to cool. read. Isn't I swear. I don't know, but if they do, I'm finding that. Yeah, I swear. There's a bit of like. I swear it's Arnie or someone saying a need to read. I, I mean, I've no idea, but I swear someone well, is, uh, says a need to read at some point. But I'll find that. I could be chatting shit. Um, but yeah, so um, a need to read on, on Instagram yeah. with the number two, not the word. If you want to go, if you're on Apple, if you're on the podcast app right now, whichever one you go on, just a need to read 
spelt with just words, no numbers. Find them there, give it a follow. Look through, there's like 40 odd, 50 episodes now. So yeah. um, you'll have a look through. And I don't know when this is going to release. That's why I chucked it up to 50. Um, but yeah, there'll be something on there that you enjoy. And I, I'm, I guarantee it pretty much. Guarantee, I can guarantee it as well as a, as a listener. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, please like, share, subscribe, follow, give me some money. Do all the same to Ed as well, please. We're trying to do good bits. I want some money. <laughs> yeah, money. Money's not. Although money's not important, as we've just talked no. about. But it still, no. it still helps you enjoy yourself a bit more. But yeah, guys, thank you very much. And we will see you for the next one.